0: hey what's going on everybody um welcome back to the brian johnson show man um this is episode seven yo um first and foremost man listen thank you to everybody who's been tuning in i think i say that damn near every episode but this episode i just want to say thank you um it's been moving i see a, a good amount of people showing up and while I'm listening to the joint man i definitely appreciate that um yo it means a lot to me because when you're out here, and you're trying to put something together, and uh, you're asking people to give their time to you and to what you're doing, and and you don't know how that's going to be received. And people do it; it's just an amazing feeling. So, the shout out to everybody who's doing that. Um, this week's episode, um, my guest is just my Deuce, dude, dude, um, Deuce. Man, he's just how can I put this? Deuce is one of those people who I got to know in this interview. I had to go all the way out to Brooklyn to shoot it, and it was. Um, it was an amazing kind of thing to be in my man's element and talking to him and speaking to him about his life and what he's got going on. It was just an amazing thing. And uh when you get to know someone you watched for a long time and you admire some of the moves they've made and then you get to sit there and you talk to them, it's a it's one of like the, one of the best feelings ever. So that's pretty much what's going to happen today. Um so check it out, listen to it. It's gonna be like a, it's gonna be a dope interview. And if you got somebody by any way, if you got somebody that you wanted on the show, or you think that would be dope on the show, hit me up at the Brian Johnson Show Podcast at Gmail. Dot com. That's the email. And um, get at me, send me a message. Let me know what you think. Um, if you have any opinions, thoughts on the show, and everything, I'm always willing to listen. I'm open to all that. And that's pretty much it. So definitely check out the show. If you have any questions or anything like that, definitely hit up the email again. That's um, the Brian Johnson Show podcast at gmail.com definitely hit me up in email and if you don't know go to the ig that's the brian johnson show ig it's my um it's my handle on instagram um dm me if you have any thoughts or anything like that all right otherwise um guys take care man i hope you enjoy the show peace yo what's going on everybody how's everybody doing welcome back to the brian johnson show episode 7 Today I'm with what you call the definition of a hustler My man Deuce
1: I'm a hustler, I'm I'm a hustler homie As you can hear My
0: man Deuce, I've been following this guy on social media for like forever And one thing I must say is he's always got a hustle going on But he's always got legitimate hustles It's not like he's trying to bullshit you by running some type of pyramid scheme or something like that Nah, this man's got clothing going on He's got... Artist movements going on He's got promotion going on The guy makes legitimate business happen for himself And you gotta respect the hustle No matter what the situation is The man is moving So, today We got my man on the show Introduce yourself to the people, bro What's good?
1: Yo, what's going on, man? I go by the name of Deuce the Privilege, as you said A.K.A. Deuce Privy Mm -hmm. Before we get started, though Because perception is everything So I just Mm -hmm. want to touch on a a phrase that you just used Mm -hmm. Of pyramid scheme. And um that's a key part of that that word's a trigger word because that's a key part of my success.
0: Oh, okay. okay. I'll tell
1: you why. Um I got started in a network marketing company that many people who kind of lack the full understanding of the concept of network marketing or multi-level marketing mm-hmm. often use the term pyramid scheme. To describe it in a derogatory way. Oh, okay. I wasn't talking because about of, that. no, no, oh, because okay. of, because of lack of, lack of understanding, okay. people refer to these type of opportunities. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. People refer to these type of opportunities as pyramid schemes. Okay. Whereas life is really a pyramid scheme. Yeah. Because when you think about it, a family structure mm-hmm. is usually the father, the mother, then the kids, pets. You All know, right. it, it goes down the line. Your work, military, right? right. Our government, everything in life the is set up as a pyramid scheme right, right. where you know there's a, a glass ceiling whereas network marketing is kind of like an upside down pyramid okay. where everybody gets to grow and you could always outgrow the person that brought you in i was talking about scam artists and like but this is what i'm sure saying, saying like a lot of but a lot of people oh. think of those type of businesses that I was able to benefit from because I wasn't closed minded. If I was a person that thought of those type of businesses, the big pyramid scheme, like I know a lot of people who hmm. are closed minded that missed out on a lot of great opportunities.
0: Oh, okay. so when
1: I hear that, I, I always feel the need, okay, to break that down. You know I was know talking about saying? scamming and everything else, but okay. Now we not, <laughs> now nah, we not scamming, man. Listen, man, we grind every day okay. to get every dollar. Every everything is legal over here, man. We, gotcha. we that's do that's what I was hustles, saying. You know, that's that's
0: what I'm saying. To
1: it. Go ahead, brother. <laughs> yeah, my fault. I just. I don't <laughs>
0: I told you to introduce yourself, so tell me what's going on. So, I'm, I'm deuce so, the privilege, man, all right, from Brooklyn. Then, okay, then, from Brooklyn. So what exactly do you do right now?
1: I, I do a little bit of everything. I'm an entrepreneur. Right. Um, my, my company is Network ENT. Network stands for Kings Now, Educating the World of Real Knowledge. Okay. Um, that was started by my partner, D-Rock, and I, two of a kind. I to D D-Rock. Right. You know, um, we started the organization. Uh, just a couple, a couple of kids that went to high school together. Friends from his neighborhood, friends from my neighborhood, friends that we went to school with. And, um, you know, that was our crew, Network. And, uh, you know, we started off with the music events.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And we had a lot of, you know, different ideas and, and goals and, and things like that. I got involved with the network marketing company that I was involved with. Um, I learned a lot of things to apply in life and business from there. And uh, I basically took some time away and then I came back with what I learned and... I brought it to the team, and we used that, you know, in our everyday lives, and our personal goals, and our collective goals, and we we started building from there.
0: So you started out in Brooklyn, am I correct? Yes. Right now, you're you're a kid in Brooklyn. Around what year was this kind of like starting to make happen?
1: Um, well, as far as network, well, two of a kind. I, 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 all right, so let's go. Let's go back to I was seventeen. At seventeen, I first got signed. Okay. I got signed at seventeen to my uh, to J Thirty Records by my cousin, mm-hmm. my cousin Larry, and whatnot. Um, and that was around the time the towers came down. Right, and just you know that experience of prior to that, I have been on TV. Right, I've been on like your public access channels. Mm-hmm. I've been going to the schools, battling people. I've been performing. I was doing it, but it was just like seventeen is like when it really all became real to me. It was just like wow, like my cousin signing me like even to an independent label at the time, just showing me things like I was seventeen. I was going to the studio. Out in B more like you know getting mm. beats like we going on a road to hit the studio you know I I had a lot of experience I sper- experienced a lot of things in my teenage years with this music that just made me see that how how really could be and and I could actually do this.
0: It was like a it was like a I guess it was like a really mind blowing kind of experience at that point.
1: Somewhat of a mind blowing experience. It's just more so it was more re- it became more realistic. Right, right. Like yo, now it's just like now I'm not just doing this in the lunchroom and I'm am not just going up to schools. Like I got signed like mm. that the pressure of me being the the artist the main label on the main artist on the label That's like, like pressure. it was me and my man D-Rock like mm-hmm. i had i had friends in the hood and and then i had my man D-Rock who lives a mile away from me like he lives on one side of Prospect Park okay. i lived on the other I got you. and it was just like my boys on my side they they weren't really the the type to go to shows and things like mm-hmm. that and then, like, his boys on his side, they wasn't really like the type to go to shows and shit like that. And we went to school together. So it was just like, yo, I got a performance over here. What's up? <laughs> All right, fuck it. Yo, we out. It just be me and D Rock. That's why we was two of a kind. Yeah, like, yeah, his yeah. birthday was February 24th, mine is February 22nd. He was two years older than on me. February we 25th. Posi, not Pisces, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know and I mean? And, and that's just what it was. And, um, you know, we had, you know, like I said, he had his crew, I had my crew, and then we had our the people who we knew mutually together. Mm-hmm. And
0: you guys linked up like Voltron at that point.
1: Yeah, we had we were doing a two of a con thing because it was just he and I. And mm-hmm. then it was after a while, you know, we formed a network. And um yeah.
0: Sounds good. So okay. So let me get this straight. So at this point you got your network going, you got your crew going at this moment. You're about seventeen, nineteen, that's what I told seventeen and to nineteen this things. Really we form tough.
1: we formed network officially, uh, I, I would say like uh nine, about nineteen about 19 about 19 because 2001 I was 17 yeah. just got signed and then that's when you know after that that so basically I got signed it was just me though mm. but at the end of the day it was like yo if I'm recording my man's recording like right, this right. is it like this is my road dog how how is going to be the only nigga that's riding out with me and then it's like <laughs> yo I got a deal bro <laughs> like it like nah i right, so fuck it if I got the deal he, he a part of my deal like right, right, that's right. it whatever we recording together like yeah. that's just what it is And um, that's what it was. And then, like over the course of two years of us doing a lot of grinding, I can remember times like you know I was writing for a particular artist, and Mm -hmm. we going out. You know, they that artist got to connect to the A and R, the label, and they Mm -hmm. want us at a show in Philly. We writing a song on the way there, (sighs) like that was an experience cuz we fucked up. I ain't go I go <laughs> pretend like we didn't. But I
0: think anybody in that kind of situation is going to kind of fuck up, man. That's like a that's you getting thrust into a situation you have no
1: experience But it was just that. like we was just ready to go like okay. by any means. Yeah. It was like, yo, we got the call like yo um you remember you ever heard of TVT? It was yeah. like TVT. Yeah. Like those kind of labels mm-hmm. back then. Like this is this is probably like I want to say maybe like 2000 Five, six-ish around that time, maybe. Things were hot, man. And things
0: were hot back then. New York in this area, because of what Dipset had done, things were bubbling a lot in this area at that point.
1: So we were, we got a chance to go out to Philly mm-hmm. to perform for some labels and all of that. Right. So like, It's, it's me, D Rock? Um, I'm not gonna name the artist mm-hmm. at the time, but uh, and and and, and like an R, right? The an R was the driver. So it was just like we writing a song on the way, like real deal. That's that. So right I'm, there. I'm writing my verse. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. D Rock and I are writing the hook together, and then I'm writing this other artist's verse. Right, right. So it was like we all gotta remember this whole song, <laughs> but we confident. Like fuck it, like we I going did, to do this. I got the picture
0: in my head right now. We shooting
1: y'all. our shot, and you know that's like a three, four hour drive depending yeah. on how you drive. Yeah. Yo, we get there, we get on stage. I remember I had on the I had on my my iceberg. Um, Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo set. I had the blue hoodie Uh with the Scooby Doo with the his brown skin was the leather. It was leather, you know what I'm saying? It was iceberg. Yeah, the skin was leather. Scooby was leather. Right, right. And then it had it on the pockets too, with the cuff and all of that. I was fresh. I was ready for Philly. Nah, for real. Uh huh. So, boom, we on stage. Come on, it's time for the hook. We all got the hook. We rocking. Oh. Time for the verse. I got my verse. We rocking. My man D got his verse. We rocking. Third artist, not so much. Mm. Oh. It was bad. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. It was just bad. And um, But it was kind of dope because then we saw this other dude from Philly. I don't remember his name, mm-hmm. but he, he, yo, all right. So before I continue this story, Mm-hmm. My phone, mm-hmm. listen to this real quick. Out of nowhere, you didn't, I, you see me, I didn't touch my phone. Right, 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 right. This is the theme song, the, the season one, episode one right. of my web series, Best Friend of just came on in the middle of this conversation. I don't know why that just happened. That's ghost. crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. That's a little. Wow.
0: i never seen no shit like that wow.
1: before. <laughs> wow. Got to, we got to sure, talk about that. You, you shouldn't have a time <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. I, And look, that was like, that was Safari. Yeah, that's freaky. That wasn't even the YouTube app. That was crazy. That's a real freaky. Wow. But anyway, so this dude, he performed, his vocals were playing. Okay. And it was just like, he was like just acting it out. But it was like, because his vocals were playing, everybody in the spot heard it. So like people be condemning artists who rap over their vocals. But he he was experienced and seasoned enough to know... What level he needed the mic so he could he didn't have to just lip sync, mm-hmm. but he could still spit. But he's not over the track, and people could just watch him and right. hear the track. And I was just like, oh. And then from there, I've learned. I, I've, my experience has helped me learn. Um, When to be how how to use my vocals if Mm -hmm, needed, mm -hmm. how to be able to perform without the vocals, right? Acapella over a beat or anything like that. So like now I'm you know experience has helped me learn how to perform in any setting under any type of circumstance.
0: So from that point on, you had learned you learned a valuable lesson about preparation for some for a gig. That's a fact, and you had learned that. And then you're preparation prevents
1: poor performance.
0: Exactly. So you're moving in your young age. That's a very valuable lesson that you learned. How did that lesson of preparation? Guide you for the next like
1: it didn't really five. guide me much. <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't. Nah. So, so you, you know, didn't a lesson from that. <laughs> nah, because at the end of the day, I was just so like I believed in myself so much. It was just like I knew that was a possible outcome, but it was but like fuck it, we're taking a chance. So you know took. So you're
0: a chance taker. At the end yeah. of the day, I understand yeah. that.
1: I mean, listen, I'm shooting my shot. I'm mean, either make it or I'm not. But I'll never make the shot I don't take. Exactly, you miss hundred percent. But ha- check this out. Had we not done that, yeah. I wouldn't have learned that one tip. Well, like, yo, there's a time and a way where you could perform with your lyrics and kill that shit. Cause uh, everybody loved his performance. Right, right, right. Like, hands down, he had the best performance. Like he won the whole shit. Like, so I took notes. Ooh. And and from that. It helped me with future performances. So that, that's what I got from that. Good, good. You know, good. I was being funny. with, you know, but <laughs> That's what I got from I think that.
0: In, I think there's a lesson, and I think you would agree with this. There's a lesson in everything that we do in life. That's a fact. And you, if it's up to you, the people who, pers- who, who achieve anything in life, or people who take the lesson, they learn from their mistakes, mm-hmm. and learn how to
1: achieve When you learn those. from the lesson, you never lose.
0: Right. Now, you're f- being that you're from Brooklyn, mm-hmm. there's been a host of artists that have come out of Brooklyn. And you see yourself, you see you and your crew, you guys are moving forward and you're doing your thing. What kind of artists did you kind of like run into that you were just like, yo, I used to be, with, I used to be around this dude. Now he's moving over here like, oh, snap. Because um, one thing about you I can always say, I go on your gram and you are always in the mix. And in the mix in Yo, a the good funny way, thing is I'll be here though. A lot of people <laughs> say that. They catch you in the mix. You bro, know what it is? Bro. I,
1: I, I only go out when I feel necessary. Let me, let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story. So
0: I'm out on Dykeman okay. years ago. My Shout out to Dean, my man
1: Art. Great dude. Dean Art. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: This guy was my man. And I was like, yo. I was like, who's this guy Deuce? He keeps popping up on my fucking gram, bro. He's like, yo. <laughs> He's like, yo, that dude is one of the smartest dudes you'll ever have a conversation with. He's what you call a hustler. And I'm like, what? I'm like, oh. All right, so I followed back. You followed back. But it was amazing that, Um, that somebody was that random was telling me about that about you in the streets. You know what I mean? It's not like somebody was shitting on your name. You know what I mean? He told me that on on, on, on the flip. And he was like, yeah, yo, he's dope. Yo, he knows a lot of shit. He does a lot of shit. Like, he's not a bullshitter. And that right there co-signed you for me. Because most people, they don't do that for people. They be like, oh, he cool.
1: You don't get no pickups unless you, you know what I mean, you've done some shit. What happened was, Mm -hmm. so from the point... When I got so boom, seventeen seventeenth to nineteen, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm dealing with the whole Yeah. All right, so from seventeen we get signed. I get signed and by the time I'm nineteen, that situation goes nowhere.
0: Right.
1: Basically it dissolved. Whatever happened, happened. Shout out to my cousin because him believing in me gave me the push that I needed. Mm -hmm. So it got to the point to where I started recording in the studio at fourteen. From fourteen to up until I turned nineteen and booked my own first session. Right. I never pretty much had my my shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're coming I, into because it's I a never, at, cause 20, I, 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 would, I would go to the studio with the older dudes and they'd yeah. go, that's fire but I would never get the song. Yeah, we gonna give it to you. I would never get it. Right, right. So then I just got to the point point like, you know what, I'm gonna book my own studio time. Mm-hmm. And from that point to this point where we are today, I just started doing everything for myself. Right. So I would pay somebody for something I didn't know how to do. I would pay mm-hmm. and I would just watch it be done that's, and then I would learn and do it myself. That's like the Simmons other,
0: thing right there. It's over a course
1: that. of time, me doing a whole lot of things and just being who I am with networking and and, and meeting people. Mm-hmm. There are people who saw the things that I was doing that wanted it done for themselves, and right. That's kind of where the business really started picking up. The business of network. The, okay, so, all right. So at this point, I would say
0: like twenty, like twenty-one to twenty-five. You're learning how to move. Twenty-one to twenty. I right, so. Um, <clears throat> Because I'm, I'm, do, I'm. Pull, the reason why I I'm start building started college in, in 2004.
1: 2000. I, I start college 2004. Right.
0: I'm telling. I'm building this this timeline because there's so much going on. No I want to give people a good timeline. Um space.
1: 2004. I start college at the age of uh, what was that 20? Okay. 2004. Age of 20. I decided to go to college. Um, electrical engineering, installation, all of that good stuff. I, I've done electrical since I, I've been around computers since I was a kid. Mm. I went to high school for electrical installation. I did an internship. I worked at a company. All of that. I've done wild shit with electricity. And um I got to a point to where it was just boring. It wasn't nothing like when I was back in high school. or It was just like mad textbook shit. Right. I'm like, yo, I want to, like, I'm a hands on kind of person. Yeah, like, you I, get I in cannot the sit in a classroom for hours. It doesn't <laughs> work for me. Like, I'm too fucking creative for that. You
0: got the ADD. My mind's overloaded. So man. it's just like,
1: listen, I, I'm a creative artist. I don't yeah. want to sit here and fucking listen to you fucking.
0: That's one thing about you, yo, bro. Real shit, like the creative, that's that's something that is like, that's you, man. The creativeness, I can see that, man. I
1: appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So now, basically, I'm at a point where it's just like, yo, I'm in school, uh, I'm paying to learn from people who haven't done it, and it's just kind of like, I'm, I've always been an entrepreneur, I've always been a hustler, yeah. and it's just like, you go to school, you, you're being paid, you're, be, you're paying to be taught by somebody who's been in school their whole life. <laughs>
0: What's that Kanye West Kanye West's first album Was about that College it was, dropout College dropout He was like You guys are career students
1: Yeah So at the <laughs> end of the day It's just like the 40-40 plan You know yeah. Go to work You know 40 years 40 hours 40 mm-hmm. yep. percent I'm good Nah So at, I got introduced To the business opportunity And I went that route Got you And got you. From like 2000 I, I signed up in December 2004 mm-hmm. So from then Till about 2006 I ran with it heavy Right But that it was an amazing, that five years was like an amazing growth period for me mm-hmm. from the relationship that I established that mm-hmm. still exists to now, um, traveling all across the country. Mm-hmm. It's like I dropped I dropped out of college like six months. I went to college for six months, dropped mm-hmm. out, got involved with the business. Mm-hmm. And I was in a situation where instead of me paying to learn from somebody that hasn't done it, I was making money while learning from people who made money. <laughs> I and, and I was in a network marketing <laughs> business. Right, you know? right, right. But- Bigger than, bigger than the product that we offered, it was the culture that was built around it. right It was something that you just wanted to be around. It was something positive, something that you know, we, we offered certain products and services or certain yeah. services, rather, but it wasn't it, it was less about that and more about seeing individuals who were young, like we had we at the age of 21, I remember the youngest in our organization. We had a six figure ring earner who was 23, 24 at the time, you know, mm. and, and got a range out the business. You know what I'm saying? Right. And for us at the time, that was a big deal.
0: Mm hmm.
1: hmm. You know what I mean? Because the only
0: people pushing ranges at that
1: age, well, I'm So what, you what we that were is. doing though, but it was just like, yo, this is something we're doing on a positive note. Right, right, right. And it was one of those things where, you know, we were doing sales. It was rough, but it, it taught me a lot and it helped me to, to, structure a lot of things that I was already doing prior to that with Mm -hmm. network. Yeah, You know, it's like I kind of had to like leave niggas alone for a minute.
0: Now, when you say leave niggas alone, you had to, your boys, how did they, how did that come over, cross over to them? Were they just like, yo, what the fuck are you doing, bro?
1: I mean, nobody ever questions what I do even if they don't agree with it. It's just like, anybody that knows me, I'm going to do what I want. Right, right, right. So for me, it was more so just, it was less of them questioning me and me Mm -hmm. more of, like, I wish I could force these motherfuckers to just listen. Ah, I get what you're like, saying. Like, my nigga, like... I get what you're saying. This is what it is. It's going to work this way. Just do this. And it's just like... They were what we call blues at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, you have you have reds, greens, and blues. Okay. You know, like, your reds are, like, the most ripe. You know, mm-hmm. like, reds are people who you want to be like. I see what you're saying. Greens are people who are, like... Mm-hmm. They're not where they want to be, but they're on the right track. Mm-hmm. And they they they're looking towards reds to become a red. I got you. And blues are like, they have a, a problem for every solution. Like, you just want to stay away from them. Like, <laughs> they're super negative. Like, <laughs> any anything you bring to them is like, they'll tell you why it won't work. Word. Those are people you stay away from. Word. A told- lot of my friends were blues. Yeah. It was well, just what it was.
0: I think a lot of us growing up, when we're trying to strike out on our own, we'll face more blues
1: and reds than anything else. Yeah, definitely. That's a lot. And it just took a while for them to like, right, my nigga, I'm out, like, Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, it just it, it got to a point where it's like, yo, if you're not on what I'm on, you're not you're not at least alright you don't want to join this business, cool, but you you got to read these books that I'm reading because if if, if we're not here mentally, then you, you and I are not gonna see eye to eye on anything. Did so you feel the hate? Like, it wasn't even hate. It was just I it was I don't I don't feel hate at all. I just feel like. They weren't ready to grow in the way I was growing, and I and I understood that. Mm. You know, it was like, ah, my God, listen. Listen. When, when you when you're ready to eat, your, your seat is reserved. Like yeah. you gotta you gotta come to the table. You, you know? gotta
0: think about it. When you're 20,
1: 21, 22
0: years old, your mindset is not thinking like that. Your mindset. And I'm, is, I'm running
1: around. We suited up like it, <laughs> we different. Like yeah. we, I'm suited up every day. Like it's a whole different. Right. Most niggas run around with their dip set skull gang jeans. And, they ready to rock nah, it. Yeah. At, at this time, we yeah. talking two thousand four, five, six. You know. Yeah. So. You yeah. know, it was Jimmy. Just.
0: Jimmy had the streets on fire, but back at the then. same time, yeah. and I was
1: still rapping though. Mm-hmm. I was still rapping, and if you listen to the content back then, you can really hear it. Like I've always had the same type of music, whereas like my music is like a entrepreneur's mindset or a hustler's mindset. Like mm-hmm. we just grinding. Like and, and and if you listen to the music from then to now, you'll see the growth. Right, I get you. I get you. Back
0: then, who was like who 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 on a major scale was influencing your thought process?
1: Um, it was really the books I was reading that was inf- influencing my, my thought process. A lot, um, like, you know, The Power of Positive Thinking by Dr. Miles Monroe, Slight yep. Edge by Jeff Olson, uh-huh. um, Think and Grow Rich, a Black Choice uh, by Napoleon Hill with Dennis Kimbrough, mm-hmm. um, How to Win Friends and Influence People, um, Emotional Prison, I don't remember the, the author's name. Uh, it's, it's It's so many different books that.
0: I'm not the greatest book reader. Like, I'm, I'm, I'll tell you I right. wasn't either. I do, and it I took I a long seven, time. Ten, yeah.
1: like, me being in the business I was in, it took a long time for my workout partner, somebody who who you share goals with like mm. that, that keeps you on track. Mm. It took a long time of, of him telling me like, and He was somebody who was, who was, who was on a successful level, mm. what we consider successful in the business, mm. who kept telling me, yo, read this book. Read this book. It's going to help you make this adjustment so you can be a better person and, and you can get these type of results mm-hmm. um the secret the DVD that I watched you know before it became a popular thing through Oprah mm-hmm. you know the the original version all of that and it's just like once I started reading certain books and I started seeing things change for me in certain ways it made me want to read more yeah. because now it was just like yeah. I was, because my first the first thing I read was like true to the game I read a couple of her books but I wasn't really into reading reading wasn't my thing like true
0: that. to the game was a big book for me I, I started reading Russell Simmons um uh, do You? Do You. That book right there. I, I
1: have it in my library somewhere. Yeah, I do not read it yet. That
0: book right there. And um, I, I read, uh, later on, I read Dr. Wayne Dyer's book, uh, Wishes Fulfilled, which is like a whole nother myth. Of, like, it really, really, like, it blows your mind on the way you treat people. Mm-hmm. It kind of, a lot of things come into play with, with how you treat people. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure all the books you read tell you that you'll get way, you get way more forgiving people. Like, I guess you could you say. You attract more flies with
1: honey than vinegar. Exactly.
0: Exactly what I'm saying. And- hearing you speak about these books and everything is one thing. I, I remember this guy I watched on um, YouTube and he was explaining, it's like, you don't need a degree. You just need to be well-read because if you know the books, you know what you're talking about. You got to be educated. Yes. You got to educate yourself. Mm-hmm. You can't just educate. You can't just, think that a degree is going to get you somewhere. If you educate yourself past that point, reading books, going to seminars, talking with people, networking with people, you can grow yourself to another level. So you leaving school and then continuously educating yourself by reading, I think is definitely a, a contributed a whole lot to the success that you found yourself at this stage.
1: In your life. As an artist, it was extremely necessary for me because when it comes to um, <clears throat> my music artistry, just being a, a writer and a recording artist, mm-hmm. is if I don't, if I'm not really reading and, 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 and having new experiences, I don't really have anything to talk about. True. So True. I, it, it stunts my creativity. Like my experiences are where a lot of my creativity is just really from my experience. Yeah. So it's really recalling yeah. in, 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 in a sense with, with a lot of things, you know, things that I've probably experienced firsthand or, or secondhand, you know, seeing it around me.
0: What kind of things
1: during that time were your creative outlets? Because you have your business and then you have your creative outlet. Well, the thing is, with with me with me being in that in that business environment, mm-hmm.
2: two thousand
1: six, I performed in the MGM Grand with my man Mike Barber, who who runs a show called Mike Check Wednesday right now with DJ Spenfo. Fire and um, Mike Barber was <clears throat> excuse me. After that, he was uh he he worked for Diddy. He was on the show. I want to work for Diddy.
2: Mm.
1: But um, you know, two thousand six, this this company that we were in, we had a convention in the MGM Grand. And the company had a talent show, Nice. and um, you know I helped Mike write a song, and we performed it. That must, like, have, been, that must have been a hell and, of a and big... an. In the MGM Grand, you know, twenty thousand people. Like, so <laughs> not many people can actually say they even did that much. And, and when you have, when you're in an organization, like I said, it was all about the culture we built around us. Mm-hmm. So it was a little different because, like now, I'm making music for this particular culture. Uh, so now, when I'm making music and I'm talking about and I'm dropping certain jewels from certain books. It's not just going over the heads because these people are of like minds.
2: Mm, okay, so okay.
1: now they can listen to some hip hop mm-hmm. that directly relates to where their mind is right now. I see what you're saying. So when I'm talking about quotes from how to win friends and influence people, when I'm talking about quotes from quotes from Awakening the Giant Within, mm. you know, um, mm. Ultimate Power, you know, from Anthony Robbins, when I'm when I'm reciting quotes from Jim Rohn. You know what I'm saying, um, Sick. Jim you know, Rome, man, wow, yeah. Man, so like, it there. when 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 I'm saying, and it's crazy. Like if you go back right now, and if you listen to, I'm a, I'm gonna get this to you. I, it might be online. I gotta double check. I might have pulled it by now. Okay, but Poetry in Motion Volume One
2: mm-hmm.
1: was music that was written from like 2002 to 2004, right, and dropped early 2005. Volume Two. And Young National are songs that were done during that time, and it's just like, I want you to hear that music, because then you'll get a better understanding, right? And a, and better answers for the questions you're asking, to so really see, like, you'll hear where it's like, okay, you can kind of tell when I started making that shift yeah. more towards... When I when I started reading more, right, and I and I started understanding things differently.
0: It's an amazing thing. People always say, "Oh, you know, you know the old saying. They say you want to keep something from a nigga, keep put it in a book." Mm. But I I hate that term with a passion because I think that's just the most belittling term you can ever use. But for it's my accurate
1: in a, in, <sighs> in a huge sense. And the reason why it's, it's accurate, tough to, it's tough it, to it, hear it's, you it's, say that, it, man. Uh, you know why? You know why? And and, and Jay, um Jada said it, mm. but have, truth hurts. The I know, I know, and I'm I gonna know. keep it real with you. I know, like it's true, I know. and the reason why it's true is because there are a lot of things that I know now, and, and I do things a certain way now because of the things that I've read in a book prior to me being willing to open that book just for educational purposes. I, I wouldn't, I didn't know it, so it, it's a harsh reality, but this is it, and it's not just. It, it hurts because it says that you want to hide from a nigga, but that's really it's anybody. Right, right. right. But at the end of the day, like growing up, mm-hmm. we weren't doing book clubs and shit. Nah, like that. man, not me and my friends. Nah,
0: it's the first book club was the last thing on my
1: mind. But in my twenties, book clubs like in, in my twenties and my thirties, like I'm on my book club shit. Yeah. Like right now, it, it, I don't have my whole library here in, in my, my other mm-hmm. spot, but mm-hmm. like when I go to Barnes and Nobles, I might go for one book that somebody recommended. Right. But I spend at least $100 every time I go to Barnes & Noble's. That's minimum. Dope. That's dope. Even if I don't read all the books right away, it catches my eye. Uh, mm-hmm. I heard of it. I, I'm grabbing it. I gotta. I, I do that, too. You
0: know, my my you girlfriend j- says all the time, like, you spend all these money on books, but you never read them. I'm like, babe, I'm going to get to them. Just give me a
1: second. Another thing that helps, too, is audio books. You know, yeah. if you're always on the road. you know, yeah. There's apps now. Audible. There's apps where you can listen to the books. So, it's true, man. It, I, it might hurt, but listen, the truth hurts. It is what it is. I know. It's because just, it, it's, all it's, the information is there. There's so much, like, I'm not even going to go there right now. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about this, the this, hypocrisy of religion, but this, this, anyway. Let's stick,
0: stick to the case here. But,
1: you know, it, it, it's important to read because when you when you read, you start to discover things because a lot of times we just go by what people tell us. Exactly. But if we take the time to read Ourselves, we would be like, "Oh no, nah, this is bullshit." I
0: listen. I listen. You're talking to a guy who subscribes heavily to YouTube University. Mm-hmm. I do. I do a lot of research on everything. I look at everything. So, reading and going to going to Barnes and Nobles and spending the cash to get the books, I super agree with you. And although I do hate that that phrase, I understand where it came from. Mm-hmm. I understand where it came from. So now you're moving in to roughly around the time when when I started following you and we started that time that time frame. Which was a heavily, I can honestly say, New York was a heavily creative place at that point, especially uptown. All
1: right, so what time so we talking, talking, like talking, talking?
0: We're talking like two thousand. We're talking two thousand five, two thousand six. We're talking right. We're going. We're moving into two thousand seven to around two thousand
1: ten. All right, so we're looking like two thousand seven. All right, so two thousand. We we probably connected like more towards like nine Twitter yeah. Twitter Twitter and Twitter yeah, Twitter area. Yeah, yeah. So two thousand seven. Um. I'm, I'm, I'm a promoter. So it's just like, you know, throughout that time of me doing what I was doing with the organization, mm-hmm. I'm I'm making music for people in the organization to understand. Um, now, I'm 2006, I'm getting back into now. It's just like, for two years, I, I've been in the trenches, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of like starting to pull my peoples, and I'm starting to get their minds to open. Mm-hmm. 2000, 2007 comes, we incorporate network. Oh, gotcha. We okay. we we. Now it's just like I'm I'm learning all of this shit. I'm mm-hmm. learning I'm learning so much, it's right. like I have to start applying it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, listen, Let's get down and lay down.
0: She got the fever going Yeah, it's get it's yeah. get down and lay down. Like, yeah. listen,
1: my nigga, like, I don't got time to. A, you either on my time or you not, bro. You my me, nigga, but if you t-
0: tell me not, that feeling when you're right then and there is an incredible feeling when you got that feeling, you got that itch going. I I can't explain it personally in so many words, but it's just something you know when you know when you got yeah, it. It's like, yeah. yo, b, we got a fam. I'm fuck. What we doing over here? That's we why getting today it. I was like, nah,
1: twelve, 12 is what it is. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. nah, like when you you gotta move. Yeah, it's about yeah, it's yeah. about action. Why put off today? Why put off for tomorrow what you could do today? Right, right. You know, so it's just like, yo, listen, if y'all not like I said earlier, you're not mm. you're not reading. You're not. So now everybody getting on the same page. We incorporate the company. Mm-hmm. You know, we we get our art- articles of incorporation. Mm-hmm. We got all these different positions. We assign people their positions. We right. we're learning every every Sunday. We got a meeting. We listen to the audios. Things our homework assignments to read certain books and, and, huh. and like real deal shit. Yeah, you know. And we built a lot of entrepreneurs through that process. Mm-hmm. So now, um, 2007 that year. You know, I I get into the party promoting thing. You know, um, how's
0: that? How's that transition into the party? Because that's a it was, dirty it,
1: it, game, it bro. It was weird how it happened. <laughs> Yo, this dude reached out to me on MySpace. Mm-hmm. And it wow, was just, it was we took just, it to MySpace, baby. Yeah, it was just weird because I don't know this dude, and we from Brooklyn. They can reached out. That, that's suspect. Like, <laughs> trying to line me up or what? Like, what's going on here? Like, and it's wow. I'm not going to get into names and nothing like that, because I'm going to tell a certain part of the story that nah. I don't want to incriminate nobody. Correct. No problem. But I'm brother. just like, I'm looking up, like, who is this? I started looking your through research. Mutuals, You got to do the research. And I see one mutual person. Yeah. So I'm going to see what this nigga talking about. This nigga's just like, yo, yo, you want to make some money? Promoting, <laughs> da, da 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 And That's son just told me, oh, I don't know this nigga. I have no reason to trust him. Right, right, right. But take a chance.
0: <laughs> Follow that instinct, boy.
1: And um, I took a chance.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he linked me with somebody who happened to end up down the line being a, a relative of mine. Like okay. I found out down the line, but he introduced me to somebody mm-hmm. who was he was working with, who was a big promoter. Right, right. Who happened to actually be my relative down the line. <laughs> so and out. but it was just like he put me on, and she took me under the wing, okay. and it was like now I'm a promoter. I'm in all the popping clubs. Yeah, time to move. I, yeah, I'm,
0: and that's club. That's prime time. So
1: I'm that's that
0: year. Those years are prime time. Two thousand seven.
1: That was what, eleven years ago, so I'm, mm. I'm like 22 at the time, something like that. Yeah. So, I'm like 22, 23. Um, I'm just living. I'm living a promoter's life, be bottles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just fun. Yeah. And then I have my first child. Oh. And it was just like a lot was going on. First child. Then I got it. That's when I got my my real job, cable what? job. A Lot going on. And now it's just like. I'm back to the music, mm-hmm. you know, put out a project. Like, yeah. it's a lot going on at this point. That's what like, you
0: got to grow up fast, bro.
1: Everything is moving at this point. Yeah. Like, there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. A lot going on. Like, parties, music. And then it's just like, the music, when I listen to that Poetry Motion Volume 2, that, yeah. that's that 2006, 2007 era, mm-hmm. where it's like, it's a play-by-play right, right. of exactly what I was doing. At that time, and Man. my music after that kind of became like a, a forecast. You know what you. I'm saying? So like everything else that I started rapping about, I was doing because I I learned about speaking things to an ex- to, existence. existence. Right. So it's just like I was rapping about the life that I wanted to live.
0: But you were hungry, bro. Yeah, uh, you hungry. That's something I, I always catch on to. You that you're always you're a very hungry, dude. Like I, I'm ambitious. That song Wale put out about ambition, definitely rings true for you, my G.
1: Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So 2007, like I said, we incorporated network. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm doing I'm throwing events, so much shit going on. I have a kid. I get my 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 first real job with benefits doing cable. Whew. Then 2008 rolls around. I build a studio,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right there. If you ever hear me say two doors, two doors and a microphone, and it's opening right here. I put a door here, a door on one side. Padded that little area, put the mic, hung the light, and then over there on that area was where I had like the board and everything. What? This was a this was a wall right here. This was what? a wall to separate the rest of the crib. So and that whole area was the studio. Oh. And at that time, like that's some hustle I, and flow I, shit. I nurtured a lot of artists that that mm-hmm. came through here, mm-hmm. their first studio sessions, their first shows, their first radio interviews. So I'm gonna just fast forward. Mm-hmm. Um. So now I got the studio on the crib. Right. Um. I'm. I'm. I'm moving around, I'm networking, I'm doing shows, I'm getting out there. I threw one successful show where it was like comedy, singing, and rap. Um, That's the,
0: I've always wanted to do that. That that sounds like an amazing That motion. was my
1: very first show that I threw in this in a spot in the city mm-hmm. um, with no help of my friends. <laughs> and nobody on the team, one person from the team showed up. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it was just like, I felt like m- people on my team weren't taking things as seriously as I, as I was taking them. Um, for me, it was just like network is my everything, and everybody else has something else to fall back on right, right at that right. point I wasn't I, I was moving away from the the business that I was doing and I was focused on network now because mm-hmm. I learned I felt like I went there, I got what I needed, and now I'm bringing it back right and I just it got to the point where I got a kid now, you know i'm I'm working a cable thing, but this is my focal point right, I, right. it's this network shit mm-hmm. and it just felt like the three of us. Weren't always we could it was hard for all of us to be on the same page at the same time you know
0: everybody you know? has their own idea and own, own aspirations it was just like when two of us would be thing. ready to
1: like focus mm-hmm. on straight network shit the, one of us is uh, off like not really fully focused on this we dealing with one of us is dealing with life personal life you know right, right, right. and it was just hard to get all three of us on the same page at the same time mm-hmm. and and then um
0: i went through something similar with my boys we were going to start a cuz we were into the car racing scene big time and we were going to start a shop. We were really thinking about going to start a shop. But everybody had their own thing. Like, one of my boys got his first six-figure job. And then another one of my boys was like, I got to go to school. And then he has a kid. Mm-hmm. So it kind of threw everything into a wrench. And then another one of my boys was like, yo, my mom's got cancer. Things are not going the way I need to go. I got to go out and do what
1: I have to do for me to take care of my kids. take Speak, care of my Speaking brothers, of
0: which. You know?
1: Two thousand eight, two thousand nine. My partner D. Rock's diagnosed with cancer. Now that Ooh. slows things around. You know, he slows things down. He's going through what he's going through. Yeah, that so, must have been
0: heavy on you. Yeah. I mean, that's your man, and yeah. I mean, he's going through that. And he's his life is changing, but that's got to affect you like mentally and physically a lot.
1: Yeah, wa- watching him go through that was definitely rough. But at the same time, we were in a in a in a, in a time period where we were going through personal development. You know, mm-hmm. so like one thing he always before he passed, he always told people was that what got him through was like the personal development, reading the books and mm-hmm. and everything that he gained from reading certain books and things like that. So he actually beat the cancer and he got killed. Like, he got killed. He got uh-huh. shot. Wrong place, wrong time. You know, God bless him. God bless that Sleep man. in peace. But, you know, before that happened, before he got, you know, before that happened, um, it got to the point where it was just like, ah, right, you know what? It was 2009, mm. December. December 8th, my son was born. Second kid. Woo. 2009. And come Christmas, both my kids were sick. But my son had a, I can't remember the exact name. It's like kid's pneumonia. Mm-hmm. I forget the exact name of it. But um, that's what it was. He was in ICU for like two weeks. I was out of work. I was out of vacation time to stand in the neck. So long story short, I'm out of no no holiday time, no vacation time. I'm out of work for two weeks. And at this time, 2009, around this time, going into 2010, the only thing I was doing was working a cable job. That was like one of the very few times in my life where I only had one stream of income. Mm. And that's when I realized, like, I was in a fucked up situation.
0: <laughs> at that point, like, I'm guessing at that point, you were just like, you were just. You had a moment of clarity at that point, like yo, I gotta make some changes.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was just like it was like a yeah, a rude awakening. Mm-hmm. Because it was like now I I have to get to it. So like right around that time, before right, like that December before going into 2010, mm-hmm. um, you know, I started this this wave called Generation X, because that's just our generation, like right. Generation X. And, you know. That New Year's Eve, while my New Year's Eve two thousand nine, um, I had left the hospital and I went to do a radio interview. And the people I went to do the, I went to go chill on their radio show. They were doing blog talk, so okay. it was like through the phone, and people were like calling and listening through the mm. phone. And I was like, "Yo, this shit is pretty dope." <laughs> so we'll start turning in, boy. So now it's just like I. Right. Yo, you're too smart and resourceful mm-hmm. to be fucked up right now. Because right. I'm out of work. No income. Right, right, right. Two kids. Son's sick. Mm-hmm. Psst, bruh. <laughs> up shitt's Creek. No paddle. <laughs> so, wait, wait. I have a question.
0: Now, the sons, both of your sons have the same mother? My or son th- and my daughter. My son, daughter's the oldest. Daughter's the oldest. Yeah, yeah, okay. The same daughter. Okay. So, wait. Oh, man. So, I know that had to be rough, B. Bruh. Ugh. Yo, the looks, the words that must have been coming out. My God. It was just,
1: it was just, it was crazy. So then January sixth, I launched GX Radio, okay. January sixth, two thousand ten. Right. Start with one show, Motivational Mondays. Got it. Um, the conversation changes because now um I'm not having conversations as deuce, deuce the privilege of the artists. Right. Deuce the privilege radio hosts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So now,
0: if y'all, if you guys can see the look on this man's face when he says, <laughs> he just like deuce the privilege the, the radio host guys, yeah.
1: Nah, okay. <laughs> but it put me in a position of leverage yes.
0: because
1: it, as an artist, people just have this stigma. It's like, oh my god, is it another one of those? What do you want from me? They always think you want something. But now mm-hmm. me being a radio host, being being a person of media, I have something you want. Exactly. And that's where it started. So six months in. I created a company called GX Media mm-hmm. and launched a website which basically was like MySpace, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, everything merged in one. It was a platform for all different types of artistry from photographers to mm-hmm. to to uh DJs, singers, rappers, pretty much everything. Like the site was the shit. Like Don't let me tell it. But, you know, started with the site GX Media and to me, GX Media, GX Media was everything that network was initially set out to be. All right, all right. Hey, I, I just I was like, "Fuck it, I'ma do it on my own." And I mm-hmm. told my niggas, "Like, yo, when y'all niggas ready to all be on the same page together, y'all got to seat at the table." But I gotta go do this. Y'all, we the three of us got this together, and we we not getting this right. I don't got nothing right now. I'm up shit creek without a paddle. I gotta do something. That's what so and, and GX that's, Radio, a lot of people have
0: to do that, man. That's what you have to GX to do. Media.
1: Yeah, and then. Me and my guys, we never stopped building and talking. Like even right. when I was creating what I was creating, sitting with my niggas. It was mm-hmm. just that. Niggas just wasn't focused on what I was focused on. I think. So D-Rock and I were around the whole the whole time. Right. So then it got to a point where D-Rock was on his camera grind. He was okay. he started, he was filming shit. Uh-huh. camera, going to parties, doing that. That was his hustle. That was one of his hustles at the time. Right. So then it was like, ah, right, yo, listen, D. Boom. You know, I launched the site. We gonna, I'ma do it, I'ma do, a, I'ma, do a, I'ma launch I'ma do a launch show. The ill shit was that I had like a lot of like seedless celebrities on my blog talk calling. So it was like in six months my shit was building. Like, mm-hmm. so I did a show and D-Rock filmed the very first one. Right, I believe. The very first one mm-hmm. he filmed and then he got killed. You filmed the first show. And
0: just when you had your motion going, that was the mojo yeah. was going.
1: It was like everything was coming back together. Yeah, man. And that just kind of like the whole situation behind that mm-hmm. created a lot of division. Okay. Amongst the whole network and the subsidiary teams mm-hmm. and groups within that network. And uh, they changed a lot of relationships with a lot of people.
0: I think that would change a lot. I mean, the fact yeah. that you just lost lost somebody that was meant a lot to you, number one, but meant a lot to a lot of people as well.
1: Yeah. And it was just a lot of extra stuff surrounded right. around it. And it was Good. just right. like, I can't fuck with you because you fuck with them. Mm-hmm. and It divides the you know, team at yeah. that point. And, and, and a lot of that started happening. But, you know, the core still remained. The course they remained, remain. And, you know, I just continued building GX Media. Started off doing shows here and there. Mm-hmm. couple month- Every couple months. And then before you know it, I was doing shows weekly. A couple of shows a week. Fast forward. Did that
0: help you go through... Was it therapeutic for you while you were going through that morning stage?
1: I didn't really mourn much. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I just felt like it was more so about... Keeping it, my mind state. I deal with things differently. Okay, from a, okay. A, a lot of people. Like my mom's just passed January first, and mm. I, I still like. I'm on hearing. Bro. I didn't thank know you, that, thank you. I'm I'm on hearing it in in different ways. Like me with D-Rock, it was just more so for me. I just felt more burdened.
0: Okay, to
1: keep this shit going in his name. Yeah, and mm. so it was just like. The universe works in mysterious ways. So let's, l- I'm going to get to how I went instead of mourning, I just mm-hmm. decided to build gotcha. instead of mourning. I got you. I got building you. his name. You know what I'm right. saying? So like, boom. GX Media is building mm-hmm. and fast forward from 2010 to 2012. Like I've done like, I, I, I put together different types of shows. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, I did an all-female show. Certain mm-hmm. Hot ninety-seven DJ da 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 like the works, bro. Like mm-hmm. calling in like everybody I know in the industry. Like really making shit happen. And then two thousand twelve came. Mm. Yeah, we supposed to. The world was supposed to end. 2000, 2011, I got laid off. Okay. So now, boom. I know the feeling. I was unemployed too, so bro. Look, and, look, and the so crash 2010, 2010. Yeah. I spent like $3,000 building this ultimate website. Uh-huh. Shit's moving now. You know, I got the site. Mm-hmm. So I constantly have a, a flow of artists, DJs, XYZ. So now I'm providing different services, all these different media. And services, you're building relationships. Connecting the supply. Right. The man mm-hmm. building a fucking crazy, mm-hmm. some shit that was never heard of that niggas said couldn't be done. Right. And it's super dope. And Doing that while all the social media stuff is growing. So, boom. Fast forward, 2012, I do a birthday party. Okay. And I do it at this spot called One in One Mm -hmm. on First Avenue and First Street in Manhattan, Lower East Side. I booked Torch from Triple C's Maybach Music. I remember this guy. I remember this guy. Yes, 2012. Yes, I. He was uh,
0: moving out here in these streets at that time.
1: I I had uh, every internet radio station. I had the most popping personality from each of the internet radio stations that I that were on my radar popping at that time.
0: I think uh, I think who connected me a uh, part of it was uh, Winter Star Dames.
1: Winter Winter Song Winter Win Songbird mm-hmm. is the one who got me that venue because I went to an event she did at that venue.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: And...
0: Now that tracks because I remember I remember going to events for her stuff too. I remember doing So that. that's
1: how I got the venue. Okay. And that show, it was so packed that it was like this, it, it was stairs to come down into the venue. There were people on the stairs. Like, mm. this shit was, it was ridiculous. And... At that time I was I was I was grinding hard so I had representatives from that was connected to different label everything like when I show you the flyer you'll understand the magnitude of that event. Right. And you'll understand what why what happened next happened. Okay. But everybody who was anybody that was attached to anything any type of label was in that building that night. Nice. And mo- Marcus Banks. Okay. This was um I was working with Marcus Banks like this was when Marcus Banks met. That's how it that meant mm-hmm. torching him. Whew. You know what I'm saying?
0: Marcus Banks. I remember Marcus Banks because my man Bill the Billionaire used to do business with him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they all... It was It was like... It was a collective of people because at that time there was so many people doing so many things at that time. Mm-hmm. 2012 was a year of the high level of collection of artists, entertainers. Just name it that you could find it. Comedians. Mm-hmm. You name it. Everybody was in there. I just, I just remember... It was such a creative time. Like I talk about it in other um, other episodes, it just it felt like if if it was gonna be a, a movement of people out of this area, mm-hmm. that was the moment it was going to happen.
1: So I was rocking with Marcus Banks because I like, saw ASAP
0: and him just blow
1: from like 2011. So then mm-hmm. he hosted that. He was one of the hosts for that event in 2012, and the turnout from the shit with torch was so crazy that that sparked the the tour. Yeah. That was a and the tour was a showcase concert series that I did. So from there, I looked at my man Burch from Pow TV who helped me secure a Torch. I was like, "Yo, nigga, we going to book Fred.
2: Mm.
1: We book Fred next."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: After we book Fred, Fred is who? Fred the Garson. Okay then. So, boom, we book we book Fred next. Mm-hmm. Then, so the following month, we let me see. that was February, March yeah, we booked Fred. Um Fred was just just was he? He was just starting to bubble at nah, that time. Nah, he was that he was he was prom. He was, was that was prime time, Fred. That, mm-hmm. that was he was he was getting a lot of shows back then and he was still like real relevant. Big chain Fred. He was yeah, still yeah. big chain Fred. I remember this at that I remember, time. I remember this. Um then I wanted to there's a story that I don't I don't want to come off the timeline, but there's a story
2: mm. of
1: how I ended up meeting Jada. Okay. And I ended up me. I'll, I'll get into that story another time, maybe. Yes. But long story short, I was trying to bring Jada and Beans out.
2: Ooh-wee.
1: Beans Beans hadn't been in Ooh-wee. New York, and prior to that, he had he had the beef with Hov. Mm-hmm. So I was working on bringing. I wanted to, and they and, and they hadn't done anything since their beef. This is yeah. before they did anything together. I was trying to be the first person to do that. And, you know, some things fell through the cracks. Well, I ended up bringing Beans out, though. Right. So I had Beans and who I had the same, back to back, it was like one week apart. I think Beans, Mm -hmm. I booked Beans, and three days later, I had two Pistols out here, too. So it's it's like, so now (laughs) we just, it went Torch, Fred the Garson. Beanie Siegel, Two Pistols. Two mm-hmm. Pistols, he had a song with T-Pain. She got it, she got it. That yeah. was his song, but huh. you're probably more familiar with T-Pain on it. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, we're moving. Um, Your name is beginning to move around. This is all 2012 stuff. Right, right. So in between that, I'm still doing shows where I'm not booking headliners. It's just shows just letting niggas come rock. Bro. Right, right, right. So now it's just like... Every two weeks I got a show. That that one that two of my biggest shows were in the same week. When I did that shit back to back, mm-hmm. it was a different level of confidence.
0: Did you feel like your artistry was being forgot about? I was performing at every show. Oh, you were performing I, at every show. Okay. I was the
1: headliner. Me, me and whoever, whatever artist I had booked.
0: Oh, okay. I thought you were like, at this point, you were becoming oh, deuce behind the scenes. Oh, nah,
1: nah. I've always was behind the scenes, but I've mm-hmm. I've always last year was probably the only year where I kinda just played the cut for like okay. a minute. Okay. And I was okay. doing my acting shit. Okay. So now. I'm performing, I'm closing, I'm on the flyer, front and center, yo, it's mm. it's me and Beans on the flyer, <laughs> it's me and Torch, me and Fred, and, 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 so and, and, and if your bag was right, you got your picture on the flyer too. Right, right, because it's a business at the because end of the day, Because at the end of the people- day, this was before, I was, I'm not going to say and be like, yo, I'm the first to do everything, but mm-hmm. nobody was really booking headliners at that time, I kind of was one of the first right. curators to do that. Got gotcha, you, got gotcha. you. Me every time every anytime I, I started doing something and it became a fad, I switched up and did something different. To Keep so, things fresh, I yeah. guess. Yeah. So like during that time, you know, we got the song with two pistols. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, an artist hit me up, you know, so we booked two pistols for a show. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the artists paid to be in the show. Mm-hmm. He wanted to do a song with two pistols. So he paid he paid me to get the feature done. Got the feature done. I happened to go to the studio, I happened to be in the studio the day they're doing a the song. Right. I just happened to feel like the song would sound better with me on it. Oh. <laughs> and and I did the song. And oh. I, I'm going to keep it a band though. Yeah. Yo, yo, Rouse, it is what it is, bro. Mm. So, nigga J Rouse, right? He, it was J Rouse featuring two pistols. Yeah, yeah. So they're doing a the song, and just me, I be in my zone. So mm-hmm. I'm just writing a verse. Period. Like You're just
0: being creative on the side. That's that happens everywhere. I did, I, so I spit the verse. Oh, but.
1: I spit the verse, baby.
0: <laughs> it's not your track. How could you, how, they let you in the booth and it wasn't even your track?
1: I mean, I, I set up the track. I set up the, the performance. I right. set up the studio. It might as well be my track. <laughs> but wait, wait, wait. Okay. he told me he didn't like my verse. Pistols told you to No, no, oh, no, no, no. J-Rell. J-Rell. okay, okay. He, I, and I respect it. Right, right, right. But the funny thing is everybody that seen the video told me I had the best verse. Oh, wow. But it's cool. Everybody the song was
0: constructed for three verses. The song was only constructed for two verses. I don't
1: know how it was constructed. I just know how it came out. <laughs> <laughs> it, came it, out with, it came out with me having the best verse. But... But, and, it, and that was on Star and all that. It was a good yeah, look. Like, we yeah. was in The Ghost and all of that. Like, uh-huh. it was dope. But the point of me telling that part was that led to, you know, at the time, J-Rails was signed to, his man he was signed to, they had the bag. You know, I was at this, I still had my promoter connects. Like, yeah. I, had a, I had a lot of celebrity. Mm. Like, back in, back in these times, like on, this was before Instagram was really janking. I, mm. I got on Instagram in 2012. Right. But like, from like 2009 to 11, like, I had Diddy following me. I had like mm. a lot of... Mm-hmm. People, like celebrities, following me. so I Moving. Was, so I was I was plugging in. So right. now it's like, boom, these niggas want to open up for French at, at the pool party. Uh, I fuck with the promoters in Miami. Right, so, I mean, right. that's from New York. I'm like, all right, boom. We line it up. Now I'm opening and performing for French at the <laughs> pool party, too. I got a check. <laughs> I got a flight. So now I'm in Miami, like, all paid expense.
0: Word, are You living that life at that, at that point. On some rap shit. You're moving, like... So we come back. You're moving like a We come back.
1: I do some more shows with Torch. Yeah. Joel Ortiz is on tour with Slaughterhouse, but we like, yo, let's get Joel. My man is like, yo, he on tour. I'm like, fuck it. Let's see if we can make it happen. Right. Niggas made it happen. That's when I first met Shampoo. Mm -hmm. Shampoo, my man booked Shampoo to host that show. Right. So for that stop on the tour, it was just crazy. Like, and it just kept building from there. That year, I produced 20 shows in nine months. And that, kind of like set the tone for everything else that followed behind that before I had my fucking downhill like mm-hmm. snowball effect and everything just crashed for me. But that like 2012 catapulted me and it just, it, it built my brand like in a way that it, it made it respectable because at the same time, like I said, doing all of this, I still had my site. So now remember, I got this site. So everybody that has, wants to see their performances and their pictures got to go where? To your site. To my site. So now I'm getting more members, more clients... More business. So your site is moving. This is around the same time World Star
0: twelve. World Star begins to blow at this point, right?
1: World Star is already up. That's well, right.
0: So okay, just to give some context. So at that point, that year is an amazing year for you.
1: Yeah, 2012,
0: 2012 amazing yeah. year. So then 2013, 14 come around, and 15, you know, 16, so on and so forth everything else. But in that time frame, after 2012. Where did you think your your business was gonna go?
1: I always had a vision um, for it to be where it is, but just with more money, of course. Of course. <laughs> okay. I mean, but um, I, I always mean. I always wanted my 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 business, my company, network to be a company that wasn't only just kings now educating the world of real knowledge, but, but so to sick. also connect the supply with the demand. So with me. Having the networking capabilities that I have, I always wanted my company to be like me and be a person where if you're talented but you don't have the means or the 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 mouthpiece
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, to facilitate deals for yourself. Yes, we're here to do that. Okay, to connect the supply with the demand. So we okay. want to create opportunities. I got you by highlighting your talents and capabilities I see what you're and saying. connecting them with people that need that. But that's see that's a. <laughs> And that's why I built the site the way I built yeah. it. So now when you come on the site and, all right, you need a DJ? I right, go to go to .com, biz. I got to get my man Pinnacle you know I'm on there, my man
0: DJ Pinnacle on there.
1: Well, we don't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. We moved on from that. So 2013, 2014, mm-hmm. I, I move on to bigger and better things. Now I'm doing SOBs. That's big venue, man. Yeah, doing SOBs. I'm like, my site is like the shit.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what
1: I'm saying? Doing big things and somebody got my shit hacked. And it was a downhill spiral from there. I went into like a deep, dark hole from there. It was like Murphy's Law. From there, everything that could go wrong went wrong. Mm. And that site cost me like 3000 a bill that I spent when I was working. Like 2500 to $3,000 I was working. Yeah. At this time, I'm just working off the hustle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the two kids and like with real life and rent and all this other mm-hmm. shit.
0: That shit is not a joke, man, because when that sits
1: on your neck, it sits on your neck. Yeah, man. And it was just a downhill thing from yeah. there. Yeah, I, I try to revive it, mm-hmm. bring it back, da da da. But what I realized from like 2014 to like 2000, from 2013 to like 2015, I realized like yo, you know what? Everything happens for a reason. I tried to re rebrand and rebuild this GX Media thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, it, it got to a point where people knew me more for what I did with media than what I did with music because of the business. But that's what I
0: was saying cause, Eventually. cuz I knew you as I knew you as somebody who was Cuz I wasn't
1: promoting that. Was it a, wasn't bringing me money.
0: Right. I looked at you as being a I looked at, I knew you I knew you're an artist. That that I never never questioned. Mm-hmm. I just knew you as master networker, master hustler, and he always has something going on and it's legit. Mm-hmm. So that's why I looked at you like, you know, when I come to you about when I come to you to do a podcast, I'm like, yo, I got to get this guy on there because I know who you are. Mm-hmm. I know, and I respect what you've done. So I, I don't, appreciate that. So when I when I go when I come to you about this, I'm like, "Yo, he's got a real story. He's got a book to write. He just needs to
1: write it." Appreciate that. You know what I mean? So now we um we get to the point to where shit's going downhill, and 2015, it's like, "I, right, I've, I've I've tried. The, I've created other websites, and it's just not clicking." And I was like, "Yo," for a long time, I was just telling myself like, "I just gotta." just keep everything under the brand network. Cause there's always for me it was just like Banana Republican Gap. Like it's yeah. all the same shit. Just yeah. different names. they yeah. just changing the name just put me in a different space to where mm-hmm. network you wasn't you may not be sure what that is. You hear GX Media, you does media. So it mm-hmm. just But it was like, yo, you know what? Now it's just time to keep everything under the same brand. And I just felt like that's why I, I had the trouble that I had like reestablishing the brand that brand itself. And it was like, yo, we are just gonna do the same thing, just keep a network. And um that's what I decided to do. 2012. It was around the time I got my first check for acting. Wow. From um, Sharp E and T on on um, on Discovery Channel.
0: I see. The, I see the uh, the like the, the the product that you're putting together that you've put out so far. I see that you have a, a, a crew going on, and I see a lot of stuff going on. I know there's a what's the what's the what's the series that's on that was on YouTube that was from Brooklyn, Money and Violence. Yeah, and I saw how that. That opened up doors for people because people didn't... What they did was unexpected. And I know for you, being that you're you're a watcher like myself, mm-hmm. you watch and see and you study and you learn. Mm-hmm. I know for you, seeing that had to be like a bit of a like, oh.
1: I was in money and violence. You, I,
0: what do you mean? You were? <laughs> I never yeah. saw... I never watched too many episodes. I only yeah, watched two I, episodes. I was, I was so in money me, and violence. So that's all, me, all so good. That's me, all good. It's cool. for that.
1: But this is what I'm saying. Like, 2012, my first acting check, and it was just like, oh, and that happened by accident. Mhm,
2: mhm.
1: It was crazy. Like that's a whole. Everything's a, a long story, but uh-huh. I just happened to be online, right? And this chick happened to be like, yo, anybody wanna uh, anybody wanna use a Jaguar for the day? Huh? I was like wait, what? <laughs> Hit up yo, what's up? She's like, listen, I gotta go do this acting thing. Yeah, it's not gonna be any way to The park. I'm like, and and she's a she was a white girl. Mhm. I'm like, you don't know me, and you're just going to give me your Jaguar for the day? You only know me through Twitter? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> and I'm like, yo, matter of fact, fuck the Jag. What's up with this acting shit? Word, <laughs> like, word, what's word, up? What's up with that? Go down there. They put me in a show. It was for Discovery Channel. Mm-hmm. Got a check. And 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 just from there, everything just kept building, building, building. Um, 2015, I realized I need to just keep everything networked. The merch starts to pick up. Yeah, I want to talk to you about that. I start, I, I start, I start fading away from the shows because I felt like everybody start. I, I did. I had a whole period where I was. I started doing the the new femc's in NYC, all female shows. I, remember, I think I remember this. I too. was doing all female shows. Yeah, I, like I said, every time I felt like somebody was starting to do what I was doing, I mm-hmm. found a different way to do it. And then after a while, I just kind of fell back from the shows. Right, right. I remember there was. And a- I started fucking with the comedy shows and the clothing. <sighs> I remember looking
0: on your, on your Instagram, and this is how I tracked, you, bro. You know, this is this is how I keep track of people. If they have a legitimate Instagram that continues the role, then I know that they're they're serious about their business. Because people who are really about their business, their Instagram stays on point. Because that's a that's a big tool. So is Facebook and everything else. But I kept seeing that you started putting out your clothing, and I was like, oh, this brother's smart. He continues to he continues to grow his brand, but he's also attaching merch. He's taking it to the level of a YouTuber. And bringing in merch. And that was a smart move because not many people do that.
1: It was the easiest way to monetize Mm -hmm. what I was doing and and to monetize the brand outside of just doing events. Right. And it was also a way to promote the company. So, like, the thing is, I always had t shirts with like the logo. Mm -hmm. And then, like I said, I I do a lot. So people often want to pay me to, because they don't want to do it. Yeah. Or they don't know how. And so they pay you to do it.
0: You become a consultant at this
1: point. I was getting other people's clothing in stores. Right. Uh, You know what I'm saying? I was selling other people's... I was posting it online and people were buying it. Yeah, And at the same time, I was also... Middleman and like you know, at pro- providing as a service, print and press. We have and a then mutual I friend
0: up too. Uh, a, uh, epiphany.
1: Oh, I can't. Epiphany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, that's my girl. She's she's doing the thing. She I, she gave me that heat press. That's uh, another story. Wow. There's a lot of stories in my timeline. Well, we got we got, <laughs> we, got, we,
0: got, we, got we got we got another episode coming down the road. For so, sure. so we take care. But of
1: that. basically, um, I was I was pressing up other people's stuff, and I was also I was doing everything for now I was pressing it up, yeah. Marketing it, selling it, all mm-hmm. that, and then I was like, Yo, you know what? let me play with a couple of designs. I uh, just do my own shit. And right. it took a while to really, like, for it to catch, but it started catching over a couple of years. Like, 2015 is when I really started fucking with the clothes. And mm-hmm. then, like, when did Straight Outta Compton come out? 2016? Yes. Or, was that, or was that 15? No, it was 16. Was it 15? Whenever that shit came out mm-hmm. is when shit really started taking off because somebody put up the little meme. Uh. I saw it twice in my timeline, and... Then this is after midnight. That before the movie came out, when they first released the site that allowed you to interchange straight out of whatever. Right. And that same night, I made a shirt and put it online, and within within a week, I was doing like like seven hundred a week, off straight out of whatever shirts. No funny shit. That's dope. Bro. I've never made this much. Like at that point, What was that? Two thousand sixteen. I realized, like, yo, I could literally make a full time income off clothing.
2: Mm-hmm. I just had,
1: I just have to. G- the demand was already there for that, right? Right. So right. It, it started off with boom. I was selling a few online, mm-hmm. and then where I was getting the shirts at, I'm like buying the shirts from the dude, pressing them up. Then it was just like, yo, my nigga, yo, here, I got a new product. This, this mm-hmm. one, I'm put these in the window. Now people coming for them. So it goes from me put it goes from me giving it to him on consignment mm-hmm. to him buying them from me wholesale up front.
0: Yo, you get you gotta change your name to the amazing deuce. I'm now tired. I mean, of so the-
1: now <laughs> instead of me having to spin my bread, make the shirts and let it sit there. Holy shit. Nigga, yo, what's up? He calling me like, yo, what's up? I need another dozen. That had to be an ex I And I had two right. store. I had a store in Church and Flatbush doing that. Yeah. And I had a store in Flatbush between um between Clarkson and between Excuse me, Parkside and Woodruff, two Africans. What,
0: yo? If you need a shirt, um, netgear.com. Yeah,
1: K N E T G A R. We man, do custom work.
0: This man right here, I never even thought about that. I always thought that you know you would see somebody struggling trying to put it with a brand. They would do. I have seen people hustle up five shirts and make themselves into a brand. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anybody make a living doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
1: now, so now it's like okay, I got the I, I got the clothes moving. Yeah. I got the comedy show moving. Yeah. So now it's just like I got the weekly comedy show and I got the clothes. So it's like, yeah, we're yeah. doing that. And then I, I get in two short films at that time. And I I'm already in a web series at that. I mean, and then it's just like from 16 moving forward, I just started doing more web series and just getting involved in and in more things. And I, I shot up my own musical film during that during that year of 2016. 2016. And I didn't uh I didn't put it out yet because I'm not satisfied with the final product yet.
0: Are you a perfectionist?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Is it, is it a detriment to your to you sometimes?
1: Not really, because at the end of the day I feel like if if I don't if I'm not hundred percent behind it, I can't expect anybody else to be behind it. I got you. It. And it's just like if I don't believe in it. Fully, how could I expect you to believe in it fully?
0: I'm an overthinker. I completely understand. Sometimes I overthink things and I take I delay on stuff. Pisces, but, man. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I can't. I be sitting there. Like, but timing is everything. Like, in, like
1: when when the time is right and the product is right, you, you know, you put it out. Yeah. But um, so now it's just like the clothing is moving. Um, you know, I I, I got the music going. I create. I, I do the musical film. Um, you know, we're doing events, and then it's just like a chain of events start happening. You know what? That straight out of Compton thing was 2015.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It was 2015, the summer of 2015, and because 2016 was when I I had my situation, and life was a lot different for me. <laughs> 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 that it was it was definitely a different summer. So
0: you become okay. So you've had you had three kids, am I correct? Two, two kids, two kids, two, two kids. Oh seven and oh nine. Oh oh nine. So you got two kids. You you've made yourself. You developed all this, and how how are you? How is that being a father all the way up to this point? How's it influenced your life?
1: Well, being a father through all it's, this, it's, cause it's, you've done it's, a lot, it's one, yeah, and it, still it,
0: been a dad at the same yeah, time. That's what I'm it's saying. one of
1: the, it's one of the greatest things that happened. and it's hard, and, and mm. it's a lot of sacrifice. And then, like you know, at some, certain periods throughout this, this whole timeline, my kids live with me, yes, and then you know they don't. Like right now, we we live in they live in Jersey, I live in New York, right. But um, you know, it is it's hard. It's not easy. Like no. I'm not gonna say it in front like it is because mm-hmm. I got a troop to Jersey. Like yeah. basketball games like. So school it took me shit, an like,
0: hour to get here from Jersey. I don't yeah, even know how man. much time was so, gonna
1: get two back to Jersey. But it's definitely a, a a motivation. And with me doing that, like my kids, my kids, my kids, my kids see the grind. My kids know the grind. My man, kids, you were, you were, my man. kids called me and was like, "Yo, Daddy." You should make shirts for people to wear to go see Black Panther. <laughs> my kids, <laughs> yeah, your kids, eight and ten. Mm-hmm. Call me like my my daughter. She she started her first business at eight. Wow, shit! You just
0: building a whole you building a whole clan of entrepreneurs.
1: Yeah, that's
0: dope. Yeah, man.
1: that's dope. So um, you know, 2016 shit gets really rough. Mm-hmm. I get in. I you know my mom gets sick.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: get into a legal situation. Right running around with a fucking ankle monitor mm-hmm. with that that monitor's alcohol and all of this shit. I can't smoke, can't drink, can't swim for like the whole for like 6 months and it's just like yo it was hot. I had to run around. Even in the film, I got a bandana on my ankle. Like that whole summer, sixteen. Like I'm running around mm. with a bandana on my ankle. People think it's for style. I was like, no. I'm covering up this big ass ankle break sitting on my ankle. <laughs> Remember <laughs> oh my that? God. Like this is real shit. <laughs> like nobody. Crazy, but nobody dude. knows this is going on. Right, right, right. Like my mom's is fighting cancer. Uh huh. I'm fighting this stupid ass case. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I was in a process in 2016. Like. The beginning of it, like I was I was getting booked for like hostings, like shit was going up. I was mm-hmm. in um I was I had a two page spread in Industry Twenty One magazine. Mm-hmm. And at that time I was getting ready to launch my own magazine for black businesses. Right. So like this was right before Manolo Rose got signed. Mm-hmm. So we had a a whole interview for we had an audio, video, and I had it transcribed. Like this was for the magazine. He was gonna be the cover story. Okay. So it was like I was gonna release it when he made his announcement that he got signed. Right. And it was just like I got into a legal situation after. All of that shit up, and it was just like valuable lesson learned. Yeah, and it was just like that shit was rough, mm-hmm. but you know you gotta overcome it. You gotta, and listen. I kept and I kept grinding through it, and it's just like now, boom, 2017. I was just working, getting you know, yeah. I, I didn't do any music. I did a lot of acting. I didn't do any music. I just wasn't in this space. I just felt like for me to do music, I have to be experiencing new things and or, or be happy. And I just it wasn't either of the two at the time.
0: Would you say right now you're a working actor?
1: Yeah, I'm, I mean I'm doing a lot of work. Like today I got a meeting for something. I'm supposed to be some yeah. acting thing, like that. I'm about to do. Like it, this acting shit's gonna like I already know that it's gonna be big for me. I got you. And I already know that it's gonna be big for me, and I'm not gonna um. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna, but I don't want to pursue it. Like I don't want to go to acting class. I don't want to do all of that shit. I just want to like grind it out and mm. get discovered. <laughs> and that's the type of shit I'm on.
0: No, but no, you know what? That just speaks to who you are. You are you are a risk taker who will do what it takes to get what you need to get done.
1: And yeah. I think it's working because I'm getting called for like mad shit. Like, yeah. yo, we want you. Can you do well, this? Well, can you do that? You have
0: the look and you have the voice. You know what I'm saying? If you were just a regular dude with just like a mind, like I said before in other podcasts, if you were just Hey, what's up, man? Ba bah, bah. bah. Mm. You can't... It's not a light switch. It's either in you or not in you. You got that, man. You got that. That's. I think you also have charisma, which gives you... Have, have helped you achieve over mm-hmm. the years. Because most people are not listening to somebody who doesn't have a somewhat of uh, charisma. Some type of... He, oh, I want to talk to that guy in the room. Because you got to stand out in a room with 20 people. Me and you... We're not six foot eight, bro. Mm. We don't walk into a room and automatically eyes fall on us. We have to somehow a little bit kind of stick out whether it's what we say, mm. how we look, or the way we move or carry ourselves. I think a lot of things that I've seen um with you is just that you continue to do what makes you wor- what works for you. And that's what that's that's the message I wanna say in this yeah, podcast. Yeah, I think
1: that's that's a major key. Right. Like your family and friends unknowingly at times, will be your biggest dream killers, and they don't do it intentionally. Yeah. But sometimes people can't fathom you doing something that they feel they're not able to do. I feel you. On you that. know, and you just got to do what works for you, because everything doesn't work for everybody. I see. Listen, I'll tell you who inspired me. Like, uh, a few people inspired me. Like, uh, Tack
0: Stone, um definitely inspired me. Joe Rogan's podcast inspired me to do this. A lot of these people inspired me to get to hear Gary V. You know, I don't always agree with what he has to say sometimes, but I, he inspires me. A lot of YouTubers, Casey Neistat, wearing his shirt right now. Uh, it's just that you have to find what inspires you. But the, all these people, I say all these people because they did what worked for them. They didn't do what they thought was going to be something else. They did what was working at the time. And you took risks and did that. Um, so tell me a little bit about what's coming now.
1: What's coming for 2018? More, more and more roles more acting roles. Um, I'm doing more executive work. Okay. Um, I, I'm just signing. I'm signing more clients <clears throat> to network promo. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing like music campaigns. I have a. I have a producer. Two AM beats on YouTube. Okay. Um, just helping him get his music out. Getting his beats out there. Mm-hmm. Helping him get some artists on his beats. Um, I'm just helping artists get their exposure up. I'm really helping people get exposure. That's what I'm doing with network promo. So, you know, a little bit of a little bit of promo PR marketing, you know what I mean? Um, as far as I can get them and then, mm-hmm. you know, help them, you know, move on to the next step from there. But I'm I'm kinda like the guy. I'm the guy that you come to when you're trying when you're first getting your feet wet. Okay. Or when you got the bag. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like when you first I got if you first getting your feet wet, I got help you. If you got the bag, I could really help you. Do you, you know? think you're
0: gonna fall more into you know Karen? Obviously, you know Karen Civil is and everything. Yeah. Do you feel like that's that's a lane that you're gonna probably pursue more of? Nah. Because you see her lane and see what she does,
1: and you know. Nah, mm. nah, not not exactly. I'm gonna stay privy. Okay, you know what I'm saying. Okay, I got you. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna always just like. There's nothing with, wrong with network, that lane, though. With, with network entrepreneurs, mm. we 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 deal with film. Fashion and music, so right, we pretty right. much deal with all entertainment, the in the culture mm-hmm. of of hip hop, and I feel like depending on the timing, mm-hmm. I'm always gonna be doing something that revolves under that umbrella. I got you. So it just depends on what what what's moving at the time. That's right. what's gonna get the most attention at the time. Like right now. Like, people are supporting my acting heavy, so that's going to get more attention than the music's going to get right now. I get you. Going to still do the music, right, right. but right now, the music and the clothing are at the forefront, you know? I dig it, man. People got their tax money, so <laughs> they Hell buy, yeah. they're buying shit. It's
0: time. It's time. Ta- <laughs>
1: knetgea
0: well, well, dudes, I want to say, man, this has been one of the most eye-opening interviews I've done, because you really broke down some stuff for me. And two, you made me realize some stuff that I didn't even know about you, bro, that I thought I had you kind of pegged and you kind of like moved me on to another level of just like respect for you. Appreciate it. And I, I just think that I look forward to doing business with you down the road. I look forward to doing other things. I hope that you come out to jurors and come to some of the things that I got going on down yeah, the definitely.
1: road. Yeah, definitely. Oh, and my, my fault to cut you off, remember I was telling you that my people's got a situation where they was building a, a studio to do things you know, with the government for yeah. the kids and everything? They got the studio. So I g I wanna connect y'all on that. Ah, sweet. That's that's out there in dope. Jersey too. Yeah,
0: yes, yes. Um, so let me let everybody know where they can find you and what's coming up um, in the next few months.
1: Netgear.com, K-N-E-T-G-E-A-R.com, com, the Um, if you can't spell out, just type in a hashtag G E D mentality, type in Deuce Privy D U C E P R I V I. All social media platforms, Deuce the Privilege. If you can't spell it, type it in. It'll correct you. You'll find me. Um, next up, oh, yeah, check out Best Friend Me's on YouTube, um, web series that I'm in right now. Check out Let's Go for Life, another web series that I'm in. Check out um, The Juicy Series, another web series that I'm in. Um, check out Pieces. Check out Money and Violence. Check out Short Film and Storyteller. Check out a new web series. Called